One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm John McEnroe, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Hi, my name is Grigor Dimitrov, and you're listening to Tennis Podcast. Hi, I'm Mats Vilander, and you are listening to the Tennis Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. Catherine Whitaker, what a night we've had. It is the night after Andy Murray advanced to the quarterfinals with victory over Grigor Dimitrov. I'm David Law, and I was commentating for BBC Radio 5 Live alongside Goran Ivanisevic on that match. And it was, Catherine, a thriller, actually a better match than I think I could possibly have imagined. Yeah, I'm Catherine Whitaker, and I was listening to your commentary courtside uh, in the... How did you manage that? It, well, I had my laptop out. I was in the um, I was in the camera bunker next to the commentary boxes, and I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll I'll get my laptop out and I'll listen to David Law online. Excellent on Five Live. So do keep across BBC Radio Five Live and Sports Extra throughout the tournament if you want to hear our coverage. Goran Ivanisevic was mightily impressed with Andy Murray tonight, and he did say, in fact. In the first set, he said, I, I see Murray going all the way to the final and facing Djokovic in the final. That's how impressed he was. But I don't think anybody really expected Dimitrov to come out the way he did. Three love in the first set and shortening points. It was almost Federer-esque. And I know we always make that comparison, but it was almost like latter-day Federer, the way he was just taking the fight to Andy Murray. It was extraordinary. It was... It, it was It, it, for tennis, it was it was for tennis what a Marks and Spencer's advert is for food. It was just absolutely extraordinary. I was just sitting there thinking I could watch this tennis match for the rest of my life. <laughs> I really did enjoy it that much. The quality of the hitting was like something I've noticed. It's, it's very special and very rare to see two top quality players playing at their very best at the same time uh, and that's what we saw the the cleanness of the ball striking um, and I was the position I was sitting in I could see the flight of the ball over the net and the margins over the net were absolutely tiny the precision that they were playing with was amazing it's the best I've seen Murray play since he won Wimbledon by 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 a huge way I've not seen yeah, anything was. like it he was fantastic and no he was and, and that's arguably the best we've seen Grigor Dimitrov play at, at a Grand Slam tournament don't I, you think I think against anybody else except Novak Djokovic tonight that would have been enough almost easily really if you'd maybe maybe Nadal as well maybe Nadal well we differ on our feelings about Nadal I he's mean, doing all right isn't he He's doing all right. Astaza, as I said, I think he'll lose to Burdic in the quarterfinals. You're still hanging on to that one, are you? Yeah, I am. I am. Burdic was 
blooming good today. I know I know it's been <laughs> somewhat eclipsed by um, by events that have come after, but he was good, so I'm standing by that prediction. But yeah, I, I think uh, it was very unfortunate for Dimitrov to come up against Murray in that form tonight. It was... I mean, I hate to use the cliche of "sorry, someone has to lose," but I really, I was, I was sitting there in that second set tie break, thinking, "I don't want this tie break to end because that means someone's going to get one step closer to." You know, I, d I didn't want there to be an outcome from it because I just wanted to enjoy it for what it was. Yeah, no, no, what you mean there. So after that, we had the comeback by Murray in that first set, winning it six games to four, and. He was just having to absorb this onslaught from Dimitrov. And what impressed me was the way he just didn't panic. He just kept doing what he was doing, hitting incredible depth. Simon Briggs of the Daily Telegraph has just shown us the, the return percentages throughout the tournament of Andy Murray. He's got 83% of his returns in, which is more than anybody else in the entire draw. Yeah, and his return, his blocked return is is uh, an exceptional weapon now. He, he can do that Federer thing of blocking it and it landing sort of with nothing on it but really deep in, in the baseline. It gives, it gives the, uh, the opponent nothing to work with. Um, so that was, that, in terms of getting him into the rallies on, on his opponent's serve, that was um, a really important weapon for him tonight and uh, you're right he didn't he didn't panic at any stage you know he showed the odd signs of irritation that a Murray match wouldn't be complete without but basically he was he was Wimbledon US Open champion Murray tonight he certainly was and he came back to uh, to lead then in the second set as well Dimitrov did very well I thought to to respond and actually take it into a fourth set because I thought after the first set this is going in straight sets to be honest Oh, absolutely. He he did very well to take it to level at once at all. And then uh, five to, I mean, he's going to be thinking about serving. No, he wasn't serving at five to, he was receiving at five to. He's going to think about being five to up for a, a little bit like that time. Wimbledon, wasn't it? When he was up against Djokovic and he was in the fourth set and looked like he was about to take it all the way and something very similar happened there. Yeah, and he got, he got that step closer again tonight. I, I, still, I still thoroughly believe. I think it's just uh, the men's game at the moment is such that it's... That now, that, now that he's so close to the top and the margins are so small, the steps are so incremental. I think last night, this, tonight, last night, well, it was both last night and this morning, wasn't it? Uh, is one more incremental step in the development of Grigor Dimitrov, even though he lost... Yeah, no, I'd agree with you there. Now, uh, an, a man who has taken... Uh, incidentally, just before we go on to, to the man I was about to talk about, Nick Kyrgios, when he lost his serve, Dimitrov, Goran Ivanisevic, <laughs> when Grigor Dimitrov smashed his racket, I don't think I've seen Goran look as happy as when he won Wimbledon, since when he won Wimbledon himself. I think it might be the best racket smash I've ever seen because he he didn't... He released it. It landed quite far from him, and yet still crumpled into. I mean, it was. It wasn't recognisable as a tennis racket after he'd thrown it. it, it which we I, don't approve of. Which generally, because rackets are to be cherished. We, but we don't approve of. But if you're going to do it, do it properly. And he did. Yeah, he did. And Goran jumped out of his seat next to me. I don't know. I was, you know, he'd been half asleep for about 15 minutes because he was starting to flag a bit. Was Goran after three hours in the commentary box on Five Live? But he jumped out of his seat. 
He said, yes, I love it. He, he goes, this is, this is such a great moment. And then he looked at the racket and he said, that is art. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? How can I follow up that yeah, one? Well, well they just leave that there. Goran, a happy man, having seen a racket smash and a, and a virtuoso performance from the two players and Andy Murray reaching the quarterfinals where... He will face Nick Kyrgios, who added just yet another layer to the credibility he's starting to develop for himself as a top player because he's into the quarterfinals, coming back from two sets to love down against Andrea Seppi, Roger Federer's conqueror. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I saw very little of that match because I was so preoccupied with uh, with Murray and Dimitrov. I could hear the roars, though, and I was trying to catch glimpses on a monitor um, as I was watching the match on Rod Laver. And um, my, my assessment of the final stages was the quality was nowhere near as high as what we were seeing on Rod Laver, but the occasion and the atmosphere and the the feat of grit and endurance equaled what was happening in Rod Laver in, in different ways, if you see what I mean. And certainly for the Australians, it was... It, it, I mean, you could really hear the walls reverberate around, couldn't you? And, and Rod Laver Arena was interrupted by, uh, by the... I don't think it was even the score coming up. I think they actually just heard heard the roar from Hisense and then roared themselves, sort of assuming what that roar would be about. And Andy Murray said he had to... He had to turn and ask his box, "What on earth are they? What are they shouting about?" Yes, no, absolutely. It was uh, it was a funny old uh, occasion to have that on High Sense Arena. As you said, a carnival atmosphere out there. A little like when Goran won Wimbledon against Pat Rafter, and everybody was let in on a first come first serve basis that day. It does work, doesn't it, on the other court? So, what do you think? You've got Andy Murray now against Nick Kyrgios. How do you see that going? I do see Andy winning it. Uh, I. Th- I I think four sets. I think Andy will win it in four sets. I mean, Andy was not troubled physically tonight. He was very strong on that in his press conference and in his post-match TV interview, very strong on how... He was very bullish about how physically strong he felt tonight and how he said it was a a three-and-a-half-hour match and I feel fine. And that's not been the case in other long matches I've played. Basically, you know, he's loath... Not loath to, but he's reluctant to draw those... Since since I won Wimbledon comparisons, but of course that's that's what everyone's saying. And since the back surgery um, comparisons, but he 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 said he was expecting Kyrgios to be a bit tired, and he's going to walk out on that court going. I'm feeling fine, mate. Are you? <laughs> He's going to work him, isn't he? <laughs> so we look forward to that in a couple of days' time. How are our predictions going before we just go? Catherine, are we, are we doing OK? I think I'm doing all right. Well, it, it was left hanging in the air, wasn't it, after the last podcast, whether you are going to allow me to submit a revised prediction. Not. You're not? Oh, right, OK. Why would I do that? I've got nothing on the line then. Nothing no. all, right, then. Well, all right, well, what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to win the title now that Federer, your pick, isn't? Actually, now I'm wishing I never said that because I, my revised prediction a few hours ago was going to be Djokovic. But uh, <laughs> I've just watched Andy Murray put in a game-changing performance. I'm predicting a Djokovic-Murray final, for one. Do I have to say who I think will win that? Obviously. No, I'm not going to be swept up in the moment. I'm going to go... I'm going to go down this sensible route, which I really do with predictions. I'm going to play it safe and go for Djokovic. 
Okay, you heard it here first, tennis podcast listeners. Do listen to BBC Radio 5 Live and 5 Live Sports Extra if you can. To listen to our coverage, we'll bring you live coverage of most of the evening sessions, not on Monday night because there's cricket on, but we will be back with Andy Murray's next match against Nick Kyrgios. Stay tuned for whenever that is. Surely that's going to be a night session match, one would think. But we'll be back to talk more on the tennis podcast when we can as well. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.